Episode 217, Visual Boot Camp, Producing Dynamic Media Content for Your Screens. Part 4. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Well, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This is week four, or part four, of my visual boot camp workshop from SALT 18. I know I said a couple of weeks ago that this was a three-part series, but we decided to break it up into four episodes as there's just a lot of content to cover. So we wanted to spread it out just a little bit more. Um, It was a privilege meeting dozens of you at SALT 19 this year. If you came up to our booth or found me around the venue, thank you so much for doing that. It was a real uh, pleasure meeting and talking with uh, a lot of you there at SALT. Um, I tried to get to uh, as many people as I could, and I tried to get as many phone numbers uh, as I possibly could as I do follow up with you individually. Um, so I generally want to get to know you more and pray for you and your church. Uh, if I missed you at SALT, I'm going to give you my number, and I want you to text me and let me know that you were there. Uh, my cell phone number is 803-673-9041, 803-673-9041. You're welcome to call or text me anytime. Uh, even if you weren't at SALT, if you'd like to shoot me a text, ask me a question, or just uh, talk with me, I would love to chat with you, 803 673 You're welcome to call or text anytime. I want to be available uh, to you. Uh, Please be patient with me as it might take a a little bit to uh, get back to everyone, uh, but I promise you I will. So 803-673-9041 is my number. Uh, This episode of our podcast is brought to you uh, by our friends at Subsplash. Our team has been busy the last couple of months working with the Subsplash team. Uh, to create a 1230 Media app uh, that we'll be launching very soon. Uh, We're really excited to share that with you. Uh, Subsplash is the leading provider for church apps and engagement tools. You can check them out today at subsplash.com. That's subsplash.com. Here's a little bit more about their company. When it comes to digitally engaging your church community, knowing where to start can feel overwhelming. But what would it look like to partner with a platform that makes engagement simple? At Subsplash, that has been our goal since day one. We work closely alongside your ministry to help you share the gospel, connect with your community, and fuel your mission. Our team of ministry-minded experts are committed to your success. From consulting to app implementation and ongoing tech support, we're here for you every step of the way. The Subsplash platform gives you the ability to completely customize your digital presence with ease. It comes fully loaded with your own app, website builder, online and mobile giving, and so much more. Imagine the possibility of posting last weekend's sermon and seeing it populate across all your digital platforms instantly. We take care of the hard stuff, like writing code and updating your software, allowing you to save time for what matters most making disciples, and sharing the gospel. Lord, I know without you, I am nothing. I cannot do what you call me to do on my own. I am desperate for your presence in my life. 
We do all of this while providing you the metrics and analytics that matter most, so you can see how your community is engaging with your content and connecting with your ministry. From day one, the Subsplash platform was built to be an all-in-one solution that drives your ministry towards ultimate engagement. At the end of the day, our goal is simple, to partner with your ministry and help engage your community. Our team is ready to help you do just that. So connect with us today and learn how Subsplash can serve you. If you would like to advertise your ministry or a product that you might have on our podcast, we would love to talk with you. We only choose ministries uh, and companies like Subsplash that we believe in and want you guys to know about. Uh, But if you have a ministry or product uh, that you would like to share, you can visit uh, us at 1230.media forward slash advertise to learn more about that. We would love to talk with you more about sponsoring a podcast episode or a blog post or send out an email uh, blast to our audience uh, promoting your content. So 1230.media forward slash advertise. We're going to jump right into the fourth and final part of my visual boot camp workshop from last year's SALT conference. I'll come back and wrap things up after the workshop uh, in just a little bit. So here we go, part four and final part of visual boot camp. Check this out. All right, I'm going to talk about uh, how I label stuff on my computer. Okay, so not like Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it. I think it's going to be, I, I really do think it's going to be helpful to you because uh, the more you can organize on your computer, the faster you can get it to places and the faster you can do stuff. Okay. So never label a, fi- a file final. Never, ever, ever. Okay. Uh, always V1, V2, V3, something like that. Because how many times have you been and, and you get the file that's labeled final, 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 use this one? Uh, Okay, so here are some suggestions for naming conventions. I'm going to show you, show you some screenshots. Um, so when I do a project, let's say I'm doing one on James. I do james.sermonseries.project, and then I have three folders, elements, project files, and then final files. So here's what it looks like. Okay, so let's take this project, for instance, this Creatures of Habit project, Okay. Here is, this is my computer, so this is the church name, the project name, dot project, okay? So, and then inside that one, there's three folders, always three folders, never anything more than three folders. So elements, final files, project files. Here's what it looks like next. Okay, in my elements folder, I have all of the assets that I'm using to build that project. So it's footage, it's Photoshop files, it's images, it's whatever, okay? Uh, Then in the project files folder, it's the Photoshop files, it's the After Effects project files, it's the Premiere project files, actual project files. And then here's my final files folder. So what I do is I go up and I copy the final files folder and that's what I can hand off to somebody. That's what I put on Dropbox and I send to somebody, okay? So it's all organized together. All right, and I have a naming convention that I, that I uh, title stuff. 
And I would suggest you do something like it so that it's not, hang on a second, what am I looking for now? Okay. So, all right. So when I've done this in the past, everybody's like, I want to see what creatures of habit is because you've been showing it to me. So here's the design and here's a bumper for it. All right, so here's some ideas for uh, making some alternate versions. So if you're running a series that's like eight weeks long or really, a really, really long series, I would suggest you not air the same bumper more than four times, okay? So uh, an option when it's a series that's more than eight weeks, uh, you can make an alternate version, okay? So an idea would be, um, say your bumper is structured like footage, a text block, footage, text block, footage, text block, you can go into your alternate version and change out the footage in the footage portions, okay? That would just freshen it up. Or you can go in and change both. You can change the, the footage pieces and you can change the text blocks to just read different things, even if the bumper is exactly the same structure and the same feel. Does that make sense? So just an alternate, just freshen it up. Just change out the imagery, change out the, the text just to freshen it up. So again, I would not air the same bumper more than four weeks in a row. You might try uh, something like one week you air a testimony video of something and you use that as your bumper, okay? So freshen it up as you go. Try making alternate versions of your bumper or try breaking it up into, into parts. So say you're doing Genesis and you're gonna be in Genesis for the next six months. Well, instead of being in Genesis for the next six months, break it up into parts or volumes. Okay, this is, this is uh, you can do this one of a couple of different ways. You can call it Genesis volume one, volume two, volume three, and it have a different look or a different flavor of look um, in the volumes or parts, or you could actually call it something else, even though it's Genesis chapters one through 13. So meaning like you could say uh, the, the God of creation, Genesis chapters one through three. That's this series. Then whatever, Genesis chapters four through what? Okay, so you could do it one of those ways. Got it. Okay, so let's talk through message content and let's talk through, this is the portion of content that's on screen during your pastor's message, okay? Uh, so this is your series-oriented stuff. Okay, do not ever let your pastor do his own PowerPoint. It's a bad idea. Um, if you can help it. Well, I, I just do it on Saturday. It's fine. Pastor, I, I need to serve you in this way. <laughs> like, create templates. Um, create your series branding and create templates where you can get, again, get his script or manuscript or whatever, and you're going to put that content. Even if it's more work on you, please, please, please do it um, because you're more of a designer than he is, and it's going to look really, really bad if he does it. Um, yeah, because he, yeah, just... Don't let him do it if you can help it. Ask him for his notes ahead of time and create templates so that you can drop in. Again, anything that you can do ahead of time to get ready for that would be good. Okay. 
Okay, again, I, t- I talked about this earlier. If you don't get a message till Sunday, have a, vol- have a designated volunteer. That's a good v- volunteer position too. Um, so have a volunteer do that uh, or have a designated time like between rehearsal from this, from our run through to first service, although that's really tight. Uh, that's the time where we put in the message content or have a dedicated machine or have like try to figure out a solution if your pastor is super late on and then make anything that you can ahead of time. Does it, do y'all have that problem? Does your pastor give it to you super late? Or when do you usually get your message to? So the and yeah, during your week, if you make like a motion background or a still background that you know is going to be the scripture background, or you know it's going to be the sermon point with a little graphic in the corner or whatever, like have that stuff ready to where you can, or maybe you can, uh, like have it to where you can import text. I don't really like the import text feature on, but anyway, make what you can ahead of time. All right, re okay, so. Another thing that you can do, and this, uh, this seems to help pastors and be a way that you can serve pastors, is read through his notes uh, when, the, when he gives them to you, whether that's during the week or on Sunday, and you try to enhance his message. So, for instance, if you see that he is doing an illustration on cutting a piece of paper, and he's going to use that, and he's going to talk about scissors. I, I did this for a pastor several months ago where he was talking about scissors and he used some illustration where like, I don't know, God is, I don't I forget the illustration, but I went online and I found a, a picture of scissors and I threw it up and, and I told him, Hey, I'm going to put up a picture of scissors when you talk about that and just let him know ahead of time. Hey, there's going to be an image. So if you need to reference it so that he could go, okay, you see where the, blah, blah, it gives him a visual thing and you're serving him in that way. All right. So let's talk series branded Stuff. This is a list of things that um, need to be uh, series branded. So countdown sermon bumper. All right, let me talk through these couple of things to make sure this is clear. So a scripture full screen. So if you have a full screen with like the logo of your message series in the corner and it's just blank, make that ahead of time as the as your series branded so that you can put scripture uh, sermon points or, or scripture on it. Um, a name key. So if you're, if you're at a church that only does full screens, you can go ahead and make a slide uh, that you can use that same still and you can add Pastor John Kelly, senior pastor, okay, as a, as a name key and put that up when he walks on screen. You can go ahead and make that during the week. Uh, that should be series branded. A scripture f- uh, full lower third, what I mean by that is it's got enough space to have like two lines of text and then the reference. So if you use lower thirds, go and make that ahead of time. Um, scripture reference lower third, that's, you know, a little small one or like a one-liner lower third. Go ahead and make that, make sure it's series branded. Okay. Any questions on that? All right. This is my, Yeah.
No, just, so when he, so you'll air your sermon bumper, sermon bumper goes away, then you bring that up on screen as, as the lights as, and camera is coming up on him, leave it up for maybe 15 seconds, then take it down, and either go to a, uh, a background or go to a camera shot, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, thanks. Will I? It gets a little tricky, okay? Uh, hmm. Think about how to respond to that one. If you're streaming, you need to be careful to not show other people's content, okay? So if it's, a, if it's something that you, that you know is not going to go on your live stream, when you broadcast it, you can be in trouble. Okay, uh, if you resell something, you can be in trouble. <clears throat> so just be very careful with YouTube videos. I would say that's your big key. If it's in the room, you you can be okay. It's, it's not gonna be too bad. When you start putting it on your live stream, so if you're in your production room and you have the ability to to kill the to to kill it or to stay on a camera shot, to, and that's what's sent out to live stream, do that. And then just come back. So if it's if you have the ability to split it, split it. Does that help you? Yeah. It, it can be tricky because it can be it can be illegal. So watch out. Um, movie uh, movie clips. Let's talk about that for a second and the legality of that. If you th this is and I'm not like a hundred percent. I'm not a lawyer, um, but. If you have a site license where you can show the movies to your campus and you've also got it to where you can, you need to make sure that you know what you're paying for. And like if, if you are paying for it to be shown in your room, then only do your room. If you're paying for it to be broadcasted also on your platforms, then, do, then you're okay with that. But if you're not paying for the, the CCLI or the CCOVI or whatever it is for the, for the movies, then you, it is illegal for you to show movie clips in your, in your service period. So make sure that you, your license covers that. Th did that answer your question? So somebody, uh, do you have something? Yeah, it comes down as a MP4. Yeah, it has some weird file name that puts the website in the front of it, um, but you can change the, is that rain? Um, yeah, so you can uh, change the file name if you need to, but you can import it as MP4 right into ProPresenter, yeah. Okay. All right, we're gonna talk about performance pieces. These are, this is a special music, okay? This is a, a special song that your congregation may not be singing along to, that the congregation is sitting and, and experiencing. So I'm going to talk about different ways to visually enhance your performance pieces, okay? Now, there's a few ways that you can do this. The first way is a lyric video or lyric media using click tracks. Who uses click tracks or who plays on a click? Who doesn't? Okay. Why don't you? I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Okay, this goes back and forth. So I've actually talked to a lot of like music artists that some of them are like, yeah, I like, I like being on a click. But do y'all remember the, the uh, band Petra way back in the day? 
Okay, so uh, John Schlitt, who's a lead singer of that, he, he's like, I don't, I don't like him. The reason I don't like him is because if, if I want to turn another chorus, then I have the freedom to turn another chorus, or I have the freedom to do whatever. So some worship leaders, some artists like him, some don't. Um, I would say do a mixture. If your band can do it, then do a mixture. Your, your congregation-led stuff, unless you're like, need to be like a really tight band uh, that needs to stay on click, that's totally cool. But your worship songs don't necessarily have to be on a click unless you really want them to be. But your performance pieces need to be on a click, especially if you're doing lyric videos because they need to be timed exactly with the thing. Okay. All right. So does, let me explain click tracks just if, there, if anybody's in the room that doesn't know what that is. So uh, it's, a, it's a metronome that keeps the drummer in time. And... From an audio standpoint, it's usually on one side. So, like the click is on the left, and it's just a uh, just a click, click, click. And it also has like vocal. It can have vocal cues in it. So, chorus, verse one. Okay, so little vocal cues. Um, and then on the right side or the right channel, it will either have nothing, and that's what's going and being played in the house. Or you can add instruments that you don't have in your band. So say if you don't have a violin in your band, you can put a violin in the right track. And so now when you're playing it in the house, your band's on a click and your band is live with this violin and it makes your band sound thicker and fuller. Okay. Also, if you're with a, a lyric video, so here's what usually happens. You, you, you're creating... Uh, you got a worship leader or a music guy create a click with a demo track on the right-hand side of the song, uh, and that's what you lay in to create your video. And then you can uh, send out the video with whatever audio you want. So if on the right-hand side, you might not have anything, and you pass that off and you put it in ProPresenter. And through Ableton, does anybody use Ableton to fire ProPresenter? Okay, so you can use Ableton or you can fire it straight from ProPresenter. And when that video is fired, the click goes to the band and the right hand uh, channel goes to the house. So it's played, uh, it's, the, the actual audio comes from the video file in ProPresenter. Does that make sense? For anybody that needed that. Okay, so yeah. This playing with a click, I'm doing lyric videos with a click, is the most secure way to make sure that the lyrics are on screen at the same exact time that they're singing it. Okay, I have back in the day before clicks were, I have done the okay, when you hit the when you do this, then I'm gonna hit space bar and I'm gonna double click it so it will at a time exactly right. Have y'all done that? Or like, uh, yeah, anyway. So you, click is definitely the best way. Okay, so here is an example of that. Well, no. Can you get me working? I hate it when you go to like creative arts conferences and they struggle with the... You guys are supposed to be on it. Come on. Okay, so what happened in that, in that black is the click was happening. So it would be clicking and then, okay, and verse one. And it would, 
go into it, okay? Okay, so we'll skip that for now. All right, so here's another way that you can do lyric videos, okay? This is kind of new, and this is kind of my terminology and, and my thing, so uh, some people use this, but this is something, this is one way that we've used to help accomplish this too. So if you cannot or don't play with a click, flex files is another way to do this. So what these are is, this is an individual video that is the verse. And it's an individual video that's the chorus. And then it's it, okay? So that when you get to verse one, you fire that video. When you get to the chorus, you fire that one. Um, and, it, and you can order it however you want to in ProPresenter, okay? So let me show you an example of this. So down in the bottom right-hand side, I'm going to show you, or it's going to flip to know which flex file I'm on. And if you fire it at the right time, it will be pretty timed, pretty right. Again, click is the definite, like, I'm, I'm on time. But if not, this is an option. Okay? So these are lyrics done. This is a background with lyrics done in ProPresenter. And then the chorus has some After Effects-y lyrics. Does that make sense? So you can either create the lyrics inside the, the video or you can make backgrounds, like this is Healing Rain. So I just made Rain video and put the lyrics from ProPresenter on top of it. Okay, so here's what the, the Flex 2 or the chorus look like. So I, I, I'd spend forever making that in ProPresenter and I can't get it to dissolve right. So I made that in After Effects, and that's my chorus, okay? Is that making sense? Okay, I feel like I'm confusing on that one. Okay, so this is another way that you can do <clears throat> lyric videos. Okay, another way that you can do performance pieces is by using soft roll footage. We talked about what soft roll is a little bit earlier. And this is, so let's say in the middle of your message, you showed uh, a testimony video of, of a couple that their life was changed, okay? And you shared a three to five minute testimony of this couple. Well, after the message, you can come back around and do a nice song about how God changes lives. And in that song, you can use footage of that couple. So let's say you, did, you talked about the importance of going and reaching our community for Christ. That's what your message was all about, okay? So then after the song, your like ending close song, you can roll footage and put lyrics uh, from ProPresenter in there. So you can use footage that doesn't have to be timed to anything. It's just a visual representation of what you just talked about. Anything that you can do to to carry your audience on a journey through, the, through your entire worship experience, do it. Hey guys, Carl here. I want to tell you about my ebook, Pastor First, 15 Ways to Win the Hearts of Your Volunteers. Pastoring your people is the secret sauce 
to building a dynamic volunteer culture at your church. You have to care more about who your volunteers are becoming over what they do on your team. In this ebook, I share 15 practical ways to make people your first priority in your tech ministry. From knowing their name and their story, to scheduling intentional time outside of serving, to how to set them up for success, this ebook gives you a practical guide to pastoring your people well. Pick up a copy today at 1230.media forward slash books. You can download it straight to your desktop or your favorite e-reader. I pray the book will give you some steps to show your team that you care more about them than what they do on your team. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. This week in the mailbag, I have a question from Kevin Huntsinger on Facebook. Kevin asked, I have $2,600 to purchase a machine to produce 1080p videos, media, and music. What would you recommend? All right, so here was my answer to Kevin. I hope it helps you guys out as well. I suggested to deck out an iMac as high as he could for the money and also purchase a second monitor. I can't tell you as a video guy especially how beneficial it is to have a second monitor on your desk. Uh, It doesn't have to be Apple, but I would definitely suggest a second monitor uh, for design and for video work. Uh, So I would say an iMac or even a Mac Mini and two monitors as big as you can get them for the budget that you have. Okay, so if you have $2,600 to spend, you can uh, spec out an iMac or a Mac Mini and two monitors and be pretty good to go uh, creating anything video-wise, motion graphics even, and design. All right, so there you go. Thank you for your question, Kevin. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, If you have a question for me or our team, you can email me at carl at 1230.media or you can find me on social or, again, my cell phone number if you want to text me, 803-673-9041. That's my cell number. Feel free to text or call anytime, seriously. All right, makingsundayhappen.com for all show notes for this and every episode of our podcast makingsundayhappen.com. Next week on the show, I will welcome the lead singer of the band Sanctus Real. A guy named Dustin Lolly will be joining me. I'll be talking with Dustin about what to do when you question your calling. It's going to be deep, and yes, we're going there. So uh, what to do when you question your calling is uh, next week, Dustin Lolly from Sanctus Real. You'll love it. It's a fantastic uh, interview, if I must say. Uh, but Dustin uh, really, really was vulnerable and shared a lot about the band and about uh, ministry and uh, what to do in the highs and the lows. So uh, great, great uh, time with Dustin next week. want to encourage you, you are making a difference every weekend at your church. I believe in you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here each and every week. I would love to talk with you on Facebook or connect with you in some way. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and watching. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. 
Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.